0: Yo, what's going on, my friend? Welcome back to the State Shift, this podcast. Really honored to have you with me, actually. It's uh, been a little while between the last episode, but I'm really, really excited to be back on here sharing interviews with amazing people, And uh, my commitment this year in 2022 is to bring some more consistency back to the podcast because I actually realized in doing a lot of self-reflection and slowing down and looking at or asking why, why am I doing things? Why do I create content? Why am I looking to put content out into the world? And what I came to the conclusion was having conversations like I love people. I love connecting with people. And if you're listening to podcasts like this as well, I'm sure you're on that boat too. But Connecting with people is the thing that really lights me up the most. And my podcast is a way for me to just share epic conversations with people who I align with and resonate with and put it out to the world and hopefully impact the lives of others in that process. And I've allocated a lot of my energy over the last few weeks to making space in my schedule to do more consistent podcasts. So if you're enjoying the podcast or you have enjoyed my podcast in the past, let me know just so I can get that extra bit of fuel to know that this is actually having an impact. Regardless, I'm still going to be doing it, but yeah. it's good to know that this content is being received well on the other end. And today's guest, Kelsey Edwards is an amazing actor, songwriter, very talented, very talented woman. And we connected uh, through Instagram and she's actually uh, personal development coach for teen girls. So we have a resonance in our energy in terms of the content that we share online, but she it has a big purpose as well. And I want to bring her on here and share her story and compare and talk about like life as, a, as an actor, an aspiring actor, right? And uh, share the insight, the challenges, the breakthroughs that come along with that. And I know there's been some good information that you can take from this and apply in your own life. So it's really again i'm really grateful to have you on here on this podcast and again expect to see more of this to come and if you enjoy the podcast leave it a rating or just drop me a dm on instagram say yo jordan i heard the podcast i loved it and that tells me to keep keep this going keep pumping it out so without further ado enjoy this podcast with kelsey edwards all right we're back here state shifters podcast i've got kelsey edwards on the line with me. I'm super excited to dive into this conversation today. Kelsey is an amazing actor, musician, and she's doing such amazing work in the field of personal development as well. So Kelsey, it's an honor to have you on here. How are you, my friend?
1: I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me today. I'm an avid listener of the podcast, so it's an honor to be a guest here as well.
0: Hell yes. And so Kelsey, you're out in LA, Los Angeles. You've been on quite an amazing journey in your life, right? Any, Any journey where you are stepping into the field of being in the public eye, being expressive, being creative. It's a scary path to walk. I'm actually just in the process right now of listening to Will Smith's autobiography and I've almost finished it and I've took so many big insights from his journey becoming an actor. But tell me, I'm curious to know a little bit more about your path up to this point and standing out and choosing to expose yourself really and be vulnerable as an actor. How's that path been for you and and what I guess has been some of the main Lessons that you've taken from this journey so far?
1: Oh, gosh, so many lessons. <laughs> I'm like, where do I start? I started acting. I had the privilege of, of starting my acting career when I was really young. I was seven years old when I did my first movie. I fell in love with it, like, super young. And I was like, this is my passion. This is the thing I want to do for the rest of my life. But, you know, as you grow up and I kind of grew up acting and grew up in the film industry and working in these different things. And then at some point, like the messages from the world come and you're like, oh, this isn't really a job. Like this isn't really reliable. Like you can't make a living chasing your dreams or, you know, all the things that people say, you know, I feel like they have your best interest at heart, but kind of like you know, diverts your attention a little. So I fell into that trap for a little while. You know, I was acting consistently for most of my life and then kind of took a break around like the end of high school and beginning of college and didn't really do much all throughout college, went to school for like five or six years and realized, wait a second. like That was the thing that I was so passionate about. Like that was the thing that I woke up every single day and I never wanting to do it. I never got tired of it. Like it didn't matter what role, it didn't matter how many auditions or like what character I was playing. It was like I don't know, it just like lit a fire in me. So that realization came after I spent like five weeks traveling around Europe. And I was like, listen, I I don't want to work. I had been working in a desk job. I'd been like doing PR and marketing, which is what I went to school for. And I was like, I need to do the thing I'm unbelievably passionate about. And so whatever it takes to get there is what I'll do. So that was kind of where a big shift happened for me. I, I returned back to like my home, if you will, like my passion, my love and have been pursuing acting full time. And entrepreneurship and been working for myself for about four years now. I've been in LA for three and have just been, yeah, just been loving the journey. Being an artist, like you said, being a creative or an entrepreneur or whatever, it's always a difficult journey. There's challenges to putting yourself out there. But I think I've learned that there is no more fulfilling thing I could be doing than that. And that that's worth whatever sacrifice or whatever challenges present themselves along the way because I'm doing the thing that I felt I was born to do. Oh, yes.
0: So. Yes. Honestly, like, <laughs> and you already know like a bit of my story working in the corporate world as well and having that contrast between working in a job or working in a field that you know is not your fullest calling. You know it's not your purpose. You know it's not what your mm-hmm. soul is here to do. And then being going from that into your fullest expression is once you experience that, there's no going back, right? As I'm sure you right. can relate to. Did you grow up in LA or did you grow up on somewhere else?
1: So I actually was born and raised in Texas, in San Antonio, Texas, and lived there until I was 17. I moved to Utah, like my senior year of high school. My parents got divorced and I lived in Utah for a while. And then I moved to LA about three years ago. So I've been all over
0: the yeah, place. Yeah. So it sounds like <laughs> your kind of creative endeavors began or you took them seriously once you moved out to LA. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I mean, they started in yeah. Texas. Like, I, for sure, the, like, groundwork was laid in Texas during my childhood, and I have my mother to thank for that. Like, she got me started in acting at a really young age. I was doing plays at, like, five years old, you know, and, and like, I'm always grateful to my mother for that because I, that's how I discovered that love. But, yeah, I think I returned to it in Utah, and then I feel like I'm fully living it out now as an adult in mm. L.A., which is pretty cool. I've
0: yeah, right I'm curious <laughs> to know more about, like, how that transition was for you given the fact that you've moved now to a few different states, a few different homes, how was the transition out to LA? And then now obviously the competition out there is fierce, right? Everyone's trying to make it. Uh, How did you find that and how have you been able to navigate that so far?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting. Like I think – Whenever you move to a big city, especially when you move to something as like difficult stereotypically as l a or like New York or one of these big cities or something, it comes with like a bunch of stories. it comes with a bunch of opinions it comes with a bunch of fear because you are making like this really big leap and um you know I definitely had those fears, but I feel like also. I just felt so called to being here. We did come out here as a kid when I was 10 years old. My mom would bring us out here for like pilot seasons, which is when like the period of time when all the pilots are being made the beginning of the year. So we came out here as a kid and I knew that I loved LA then. And I just felt like so called to come back here. I feel like I had reached a point in my career, my acting career in Utah, where I had kind of like, I was ready for growing. I was ready for growth. Like I was ready to know nobody. And I was ready to like be the tiniest fish in the most massive pond, you know? And um, I was just ready for that challenge. So I'd been working in the Utah film industry for like eight years and I was like, okay, it's it's time to go elsewhere and uh, start over basically. So yeah, I mean, of course, like it came, <laughs> it came with challenges coming out here, but it took me a while to, to get like my footing as far as like having a safe landing place, having good roommates, having like a safe place to call home. I went through some interesting challenges in that area. <laughs> But yeah, I decided when I came here that everyone else's fears and everyone else's doubts and stories about LA would not be my story. I had this woman tell me, like my first week I moved to LA, I went to this party that someone had invited me to. I was like, Yeah, I just moved here, like this is my first week and she's like, Oh, that's really cute. Like, good luck, sweetie. This city's gonna eat oh. you alive. <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> Oh, I shit. Mean, I've never, unfortunately, I've never forgotten that. Yeah. But it was also like really great fuel for me to be like, mm, we'll see about that. Like, And I actually wrote a whole song about it. My song Salt is about that. It's about that experience of being like, people are jaded by the city. I understand. But like their story is not my story. And this is my opportunity to create my own reality and my own story in this city. And so yeah, it's competitive and there's a lot of people doing what I'm doing, but I'm so in love with this journey and the opportunity. And also I truly believe that like what is for me is never going to pass me and the opportunities that are for me aren't going to miss me. And I'm certainly putting in the work and doing the things I need to do to be available and ready for those opportunities when they come. So I don't have to stress about the competition or how many other blonde haired blue eyed girls there are out here because like what's for me is going to be mine. And that's, that's, you know, mm, of peace,
0: I so. love that. Yeah, I have a lot of admiration for anyone who decides to walk their path and go after their dreams because you kind of have to face a lot of your darkest fears in that process, right? You kind of have to face the things that are blocking you from having them. And I'm curious to know for you, as you've gone about this process of discovering the highest expression of you, what have been some of the main things that you've had to overcome to be able to embody a level of confidence and creativity to be doing what you're doing right now? What have been those main things, those main hurdles that you've had to leap over?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's funny because I feel like I'm always learning something new (laughs) that I need to work through you know it's like i'm sure you relate to that too it's like as soon as i feel like i've mastered one area of my life it's like yeah. oh there's this one and i'm like dang it like i thought i did that already i'm always learning i'm always like growing so i wouldn't say by any means that i've like achieved this like elevated state yet but like as i learn new things i am more aware of new things i need to learn but i think some of the biggest things that i have learned in this journey and thus far in my life is the like first off the the power of like Limiting beliefs from keeping you locked into certain stories that you tell yourself. Like a lot of people's story when they come out to LA is like, I don't have money. I don't have money. I can't afford Mm -hmm. it. I can't afford it. Like it's so expensive. And it's like, if you tell yourself that story, that is going to be your story. What you speak into existence becomes existence, it becomes your reality. That was one of my biggest lessons. I remember when I first moved to LA, I was still trying to figure out, like, how am I going to pay for this? Like I had quite a bit of savings, you know, and I, had been working for myself for years before but I also was going through a transition of being like okay well all of my expenses are now doubling or tripling so how do I you know make that work within the parameters of what I'm doing right now and there was like stories I had about money and like fear that I had about money and noticing that in myself and being like okay I'm noticing that and I choose not to identify with it and I'm also choosing to release it and it was a really long journey of like I would listen to these like YouTube subliminals at night, every night before I go to bed. I don't know if you've uh, ever yeah. done that. I'm like a huge subliminal person. Yeah. Okay, good. Like sometimes I feel weird when I tell people that. I'm like, yeah, I listen to things while I sleep. That's
0: powerful. That's how you reprogram the subconscious mind. It's a powerful time to be listening to audios. But yeah, continue. I have done that.
1: Okay, good. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, because I still do that. I do that every single night. I listen to subliminals every night because it is you're reprogramming the subconscious, and so much of how we operate is from the subconscious. We don't even realize yeah. it. That was the start of like reprogramming that belief within myself was that I've only ever reached you know a certain level of income. I've only ever had X amount of money. That's all I'll ever have. And realizing that I needed to remove that. Belief, that limiting belief from my story. And so, you know, I did, and I figured out like a, a situation with money and I was and very grateful that that has not been my story mm. out here. I have, I have not struggled. And that is like, I'm so grateful for that because I recognize that not everyone has that experience and so it really took some like really conscious effort to create that reality but then I did it and like that's really cool so that was one of them and then yeah like we kind of talked about before like the competitive thing or like even like the imposter syndrome feeling like am I really good enough to be here like do I have the skills to like be at the same playing field with these other actors like I remember when I first moved here going to a class and sitting in like a room full of like actors and being like, Oh my gosh, these are LA actors. Like these are, you know, they're like so above me or whatever. And then realizing that that too is just Mm -hmm. a story. I'm putting these people on a pedestal and like really we're in the exact same place. And maybe they got here a couple years before I did, but like we have the exact same opportunities. There's enough opportunities for everybody and not falling prey to that whole fear about like, Oh, maybe I'm not worthy or maybe Somebody else is better. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stories that you tell yourself that that's been a big one. Is changing the stories that I have about that were blocking my success and changing the stories that were inhibiting me from really like stepping into my fullest potential. I think. And then it's an. We've talked about this a little bit too, but like it's an ongoing process to like work through through trauma, like childhood trauma. Things my parents were divorced when I was 15, and that was really traumatic. It was a really difficult, like time of my life that I had to step up at a young age and fill a lot of roles that I maybe wouldn't have normally filled. And um, releasing that from my story even and doing like the therapy that was needed to heal from that. And Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. It's like, it's like I I healed from eating disorders Mm -hmm. as a teenager. I healed from, you know, this time of my life as a teenager when my parents got divorced and we moved to Utah and like all of this. And it's been quite a long journey and I'm learning new stuff every single day, but I am grateful for the progress and the changes that have happened in my life. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. One of the things that I'm always curious about in people especially the creators and the entrepreneurs and the high achievers of the world because it seems as though there is an inner drive that these types of people have like us there's this inner drive to always want to be better always wanting to access a you know a higher version of ourselves and I honestly feel like the ability to tap into that inner drive is really what determines how much pain you're willing to face because That's the essence of life, right? The behind the pain is the next lesson for you to evolve. And it's almost inevitable as a human experience that we're going to feel pain. So it's the relationship to pain is what determines the speed of your growth or evolution. And I'm curious to know what is or has been your driver, what has been driving you to want to continue to get uncomfortable and try to go to that next level or face that fear? What's keeping you motivated, I guess?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. First off, like I, I totally right. agree with that. Like I think what you're saying, your relationship to pain is a huge determining factor, I think, of where you're going to end up because you can either allow these things to like slow you down and be excuses or you can allow them to yeah, see what's on the other side of it and like, okay, well, I'm choosing that I'm so uncomfortable with this current situation that I'm going to make a change and figure mm-hmm. out a way around it. So I will say that I think my mom you know, helped me have that belief at a young age. She used to tell me, we don't let like our circumstances determine who we are. Like we don't let them be an excuse for bad behavior. Like, yeah, you've gone through a lot, but that doesn't mean that like you have an excuse to do X, Y, and Z. And so I think she helped me understand that at a young age. And I guess I just, I have this desire to help people for one. I have this desire to help people, and especially young girls. Like I, I feel really called to like helping young girls. That's why my online brand is Your Internet Big Sis. I, I try to be that big sister and that role model for teen girls that maybe they don't have because I didn't necessarily have it either. My mom's amazing and I have a lot of wonderful friends, but I, I never had a big sister. And so I feel really called to do that. That motivates me. And I also just like, I think I have really focused on stepping into my own potential and realizing that I truly am capable of whatever I want to accomplish in this life. And I have big dreams, I have big goals, and I believe that I'm 100% capable of reaching them. So it's like, so why not? <laughs> you know? I think that's part of what pushes me is like knowing that I'm capable of what I seek. And then also, first and foremost, like wanting to be able to help and to serve and to really make a difference in this world with my time here on this earth. So. Yeah, that sounds really dramatic, but Not really. <laughs> that's how I feel.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've got to have a why that really drives you because like you said, if that purpose or the reason why you're doing things isn't strong enough, then when you face the discomfort, you crumble. The, honestly, the why, the purpose is the fuel that gives you the courage to face the fears. So I, yeah, I was just curious to know like, what your fuel, what your purpose was back then. And it's really clear, like you, you have this willingness to want to help young women, especially navigate difficult periods in your life because you've overcome certain challenges that have given you that awareness i'm curious to get your perspective on if someone's listening and wants to be able to step up and have a bigger impact or access you know a level of creativity and expression that they see in you where do they start how would you suggest that like how do they uncover unlock their inner purpose or their inner drive where would you suggest they start
1: yeah Yeah, I was just about to make a video about this, actually. So this is a great, (laughs) great topic. I think one of the first places to start is to ask yourself, like, what do people come to you for, like for help? What role do you typically see yourself filling in people's lives? And I think that's kind of how I identified like my role is I noticed that I had a lot of girls coming to me for questions about these things, like certain topics and stuff like that. And, um, I noticed, I was like, oh, I think that's something that I can offer. Like, I think that's something that I can help people with. So they always say like the way to like finding your purpose in life is like, I can't remember the exact way that it's phrased, but something along the lines of like, what makes you excited? And then what also like fulfills a purpose within the world? Like what makes you excited and what Mm. helps people? And I think like the bridge between those two is how you discover your purpose what's the thing you want to wake up and do every day? And then how does it benefit somebody else's life? What, How does it serve somebody? So yeah. And I would ask yourself, what things are you drawn to naturally? Because that's the other thing is that you, you could try to create a platform or be creative or whatever about anything. But at some point, like like you said, if your why isn't strong enough, if the fuel that's burning that's keeping that is not strong enough, it's going to go out, which is like, I've gone through phases that with that with myself too. Like with the internet big sis brand a few years ago, I was doing more like, kind of surface level stuff. Like I was like, Oh, let's go thrift shopping and see what we can find at the thrift store. Or like, let's talk about, you know, I mean, puberty and things are important things for teenagers to talk about. But like, other people have videos about that stuff, too. I don't have to be the go to source for like health Mm -hmm. education. But you know, that stuff was like important, but it just wasn't like fueling me the way that I felt called to talk about Some of this other stuff that we're talking about, like overcoming trauma, changing stories, becoming truly stepping into the best version of yourself. So to your question, I would just say, like, find the thing that moves you, that you're drawn to, that lights you up, that also helps other people. And um, hopefully you can find something long lasting. And then if you need to like confirm it with your audience, even if it's smaller right now, just ask them like, Hey, this is something that I feel called to, or would like to talk about, would like to create content about, would like to teach about, would like to serve with, do you find this valuable? And you can get feedback from your audience and ask them. And then, you know, that's the cool thing about the internet now and social media is like, you don't need anyone's approval or like to start doing yes. stuff. You don't need to be hired into a role. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't need to be Asked to do something. Like if you want to do it, just do it. Start doing it. Start making videos. Start making TikToks. Start making reels. And you're gonna refine it. It's probably not gonna be perfect at first. Definitely wasn't for me either. Still isn't. I like still am trying to find like what's the most thing that resonates with people when I tell a story this way or when I create content this way. Like I'm still learning that all the time. So my advice is like it's hard for us perfectionists and us overachievers because we want to have everything figured out and perfect right away. But like I've learned that you can't do that. <laughs> You've learned by going and doing and making mistakes. So find the thing you're passionate about, find the thing that serves people start making content about it. Find ways you can serve people, ask who would be interested. If you're interested in starting to turn it to a business, I would say start collecting emails, start offering free, valuable content, and really find a way to start monetizing this information and this stuff that you'd like to share. Um, and like I so said, the internet makes it really doable. There's YouTube videos, there's Google, there's a thousand courses on whatever you want to learn about. So if you want to do it, you can do it. You're completely capable of creating the reality you want. So that's awesome. That's exciting.
0: Great advice. Yeah, that's great advice. And I've noticed recently in the space that I'm operating in, because, you know, it's only recently, Kels, that I started like creating TikToks and built this following, you know, I've got like a decent following, but before this, you know, I was under 10,000 followers on Instagram and I didn't really see myself as a creator or as an influencer, so to speak. And the minute I started creating TikToks and discovering a different outlet for self-expression, because that's what I see social media as it is, it's a, it's a form of self-expression, it's a form of creativity. I then noticed that a new skill set was being born in my repertoire. And I've noticed a lot of people wanting to step into that space as well, like seeing you know, the growth that a lot of people are having on social media right now because of TikToks and Reels, like you can grow very quickly. But a lot of people face this fear. Yeah, this this is perfectionism. It's procrastination maybe, the fear of being judged. Uh, and it blocks them from putting their truth, their expression, their creativity out to the world. Now, I'm curious to know for you because as an actor, I feel like that's the ultimate form of like putting yourself out to the world. It's like your heart is fully on the line, when you're, <laughs> you know, playing a character or a role yeah. and the judgment that you get is sometimes really harsh. Have you faced any I'm sure you have, but like what have been some of those main standout moments for you where you had to learn a big lesson around getting judged or critiqued for your creativity and and what did it teach you?
1: Um, Life is full of people's opinions. Not everyone's really going to resonate with what you do or what you say. And for all I know, like there's a handful of people or maybe a lot of people that see what I'm doing or watch my content. And they're like, Ooh, stop. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but it doesn't really matter because you know, it's like the people who are designed to find you or meant to find you are going to find you. And the ones that like don't resonate with what you're doing or saying they're going to fall away. And that's fine because I think that's part of like being aligned in your journey. And like the people that are going to fall away, like, you're welcome to go because I would like to continue on this path of the people who are meant to be here. So there's been moments, I mean, for sure. Like when you do a movie, everyone has an opinion about yeah. something or, you know, when you're in a commercial, everyone has an opinion about something or like what you've done. I can't say that too many people have like come outright to me and been like, wow, you really sucked in that movie. But like, I'm sure people have thought that. Like I I had a movie that I did when I was 14. It's like it's called Minor Details, and it was pretty well known at the time, but it's also like I watch it back now. Like I'm twenty seven now. I was fourteen when I made that. And it's very cringy. (laughs) Like it's a cringy movie. But you know, people loved it. And people probably have plenty of opinions about that film and whatever. But it's like it doesn't really it doesn't define me. And I think that the moment that you can like start to let go of what people yes. think about you is the moment that you like achieve true freedom. And I can't even say like, I, again, I'm not perfect to any of this. Like I'm working on it every day, but uh, there's definitely moments when I get bugged by like, someone says something on TikTok or Instagram. I'm like, Ooh, but then that's just like the ego talking and it's like, okay, but truly that person's not aligned with me where I'm going and that's okay. Like I can let go of it and not worry about that. Yeah. You and know?
0: that I guess was the question that I was somewhat asking, which was how do you, not care as much about what people think? How do you let go of, yeah, really the judgments of other people and how, I don't know, what's been your process around that? What's allowed you to get this to this point where you're so detached and so free to just be you online?
1: I think just recognizing that somebody else's perspective of me, first off, isn't really my business. And second off, doesn't define me. There's this quote, I can't remember who says it, but it's like, yeah, someone else's opinion of me is not my business. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. I like that. Because really, all that matters is your own view of yourself. And I think one of the true like lessons I have, I've I've really been on like a, I don't want to say a self love journey, but that's kind of what it's been. I've really been focusing in the last few years on like strengthening my relationship with myself and like deepening the connection with myself. Like I used to I don't know, I used to really struggle with being alone and all of this stuff. Over the last few years, I have really improved in that area of like being really confident and really set in who I am as a person. And I think deepening that relationship with myself and knowing truly who I am and loving who I am has helped me when people have negative comments or when people have negative feedback or trolls or they say mean things. It's like it doesn't really affect me as much because I feel like I'm more centered in who I am. And when you're centered in who you are and you have that strong connection to self, And that strong love for self, like a lot of things could come your way. A lot of people could say stuff. A lot of people could do stuff. People can hurt you. They could leave your life. They can be a jerk. But it's like hopefully doesn't rattle you as much because you're more centered in the knowing who you are. You know,
0: definitely, yeah, you know that. And that's exactly was going to be my response to answering my own question, which is, yeah, that relationship that you have with yourself (laughs) is really setting the foundation for every other relationship you're having in your life. And in this case, the relationship that you have with social media or other people's opinions is really measured by how connected are you to who you really are? Because when you know who you are underneath the surface, that's when you're unshakable, right? Because like, you know, nothing can really touch the depth of who you are if if you're connected to that. And I feel it's a daily practice Mm -hmm. or it's a daily commitment to make time to be with yourself on that deep intimate level because that's when that relationship gets solidified and strengthened so that when you go out into the world and someone doesn't approve of you or someone you know fucking makes a comment on your post and you know says something that you don't align with it can like bounce off it never really hits you that deep and I know I feel it's almost inevitable that like we're going to get triggered or upset in life it's a part of being human what I guess is in our control, I'm realizing is in our control is is how long we stay upset for, how long we stay triggered for. And that refractory period is almost defined by the connection with ourself. <laughs> how good are you at just like going into that discomfort, feeling it, going, hey, this is temporary, this is not who I am. This is an opinion and then letting it go. Uh, so On that note, I would be curious to know more about, I'm sure the listeners are as well, around what is your daily practices and your routines? What do you do for yourself that helps you maintain that self connection?
1: That's really great. No, I I totally agree. I think that like maintaining that connection to self is the most powerful thing. And I know we were talking about the other day about like meditation and like you meditate a lot and like how powerful that is, (laughs) you know, just like to like clear your head, clear all the space, and really tune into self. Yeah. So that's definitely a part of my practice. Every morning I go to the gym. That's just like a habit that I've created because I learned at some point, like, wow, I'm much, I'm not as productive, frankly, when I am not like up first thing in the morning at the gym, getting things moving and pumping and burning calories and, you know, strength, getting stronger and stuff like that. Like, there's a complete shift in my day. And so that's the very first thing I do when I wake up is I go to the gym and I take my dog out to go potty. Um, (laughs) that's, that's the first thing too. But yeah, then I, I spend usually like the first hour after I come home from the gym, it's kind of like my personal development hours. So it might be, I might be like meditating or, and and I try to do that often as well. I might be meditating or I might be like journaling. I might be kind of like goal setting and goal planning and, and like kind of checking in with myself and being like, hey, this was your goal, right? This is the thing. I have all my goals like right over here on my like whiteboard and like, this is what I have written down. So where am I at with this one? Like, where am I at with this one? It might be like listening to affirmations. Like it's kind of whatever I'm feeling called to do that day. I'm usually spending the first hour. I was telling you earlier, I've been doing a Tony Robbins challenge the last few days. And before that, I was doing a challenge with Aaron Dowdy, who's another person I really listen to and respect. That's been an important thing too, is like listening to those lectures and things like that so yeah kind of like that personal development hour (laughs) figuring out like my focus for what's going on and then I really just spend the rest of the day working focusing on those goals but I think for me the most critical part of my morning is the gym and then that hour where I'm focusing on myself I'm meditating I'm really checking in with myself and figuring out like where am I what do I need to be doing and what am I focusing on like today and right now Mm. so
0: yeah bottom line is having that time to be with yourself You know, it doesn't necessarily matter what you do exactly, right? It's just once you have uninterrupted time to be in your own energy, to be in your own space, it's where you rejuvenate and it's where you accumulate energy. I do feel that's the underlying thing we're trying to protect is our energy and the energy is the currency, the energy is the asset, and the more energy that you have, the more that you have to give and the more that you can channel into certain areas and – one of the things that I've been channeling a lot of energy into recently is, is creativity. Is like, how can I access a higher level of creativity or how can I pull information down into my mind that allows me to think and create in a brand new way? Because it's very easy right now to emulate and copy other people. And I think that's a common thing on social media, especially when you move into the, the space of creating content is you see everyone creating content in a specific way. It, you can very easily just like copy and be a copy of someone else. So one of my intentions these days is like, how can I find my unique expression? And I want to know what your creative process is like. How do you drop into that? How do you discover your, you know, this unique thing that's Kelsey that, that gets put out into the world? And yeah, what's your process like around that?
1: Yeah, I think that's so true about like the the copying thing is like, I mean, I feel like that's a lot of art is like seeing yeah. what somebody else does and then changing it a little bit. I've noticed that I'm feeling I'm feeling like more uninspired if I haven't taken the time to like focus on my own personal development, you know? If I've gone like a long period of time without reading a book or without listening to a podcast or without like really focusing on my own growth, then those are the times that I'm like usually lacking the most because I'm like I don't know what to talk about. Like I don't really there's nothing like I don't know what I'm focusing on for myself right now, so I don't really know what to share. Like I I'm feeling a little uninspired. So I think I'm always like Getting insights and ideas from my own personal journey, too, which is why I think sometimes it's they also say that, like, you are oftentimes creating help and advice and content for like a younger version of yourself. And that's how I feel about like my brand, especially, is I feel like I'm making videos for like 13 year old mm-hmm. Kelsey. Like, what did 13 year old Kelsey need? And so, yeah, I guess that that's the answer is I'm, I try to look back at like the past version of myself and think about what she could have really benefited from what things i wish i could have told her ways i could have would have liked to have inspired her and, and helped her move through some of the challenges that i went through and then really honing in on like my own personal development my own personal growth so that i have something in my pot or whatever to, yeah. to share <laughs> like because when it's empty it's like i don't have anything to give if i don't have, if i haven't been filling my own can't remember
0: yeah saying, filling you know? your own cup yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know what you mean <laughs> that's
1: it not a pot it's a cup but yeah feel, feel
0: the pot sounds good as well thanks yeah. you know what I was getting at <laughs> yeah bigger, exactly so, you know. more, more energy more energy to feel <laughs> I feel when it comes to this creative process element is I've noticed it's I'm trying to optimize to be in the flow state and you know you know that state of being where you're just like everything's happening effortlessly and you're not in your mind and your time kind of dilates and I sort of feel we're all trying to access flow whether we've realized it or not and some people access it through extreme ways extreme sports but you know really flow is just when your mind is still and you're in your body and you're so connected with the present moment that things start to happen effortlessly and I found that structure allows flow to happen and there's almost this dance or balance that we're trying to create between structure and fluidity you know structure and like spontaneity or masculine and feminine and the structure that I sometimes create around like my routines is what then allows flow to happen in say a video or a piece of content or sometimes you can hack flow by putting on some music and dancing and getting into a state that allows you to be a channel to be you know a conduit for life to move through you do you have things that put you in flow do you have flow triggers or things that you go hey I need to you know, start getting some ideas coming through me. Like, what will you go to? Is it music? Is it an environment? What? what what's something that, that triggers that for you?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. both of those, actually. Like I mentioned previously, the gym, I think was one thing I noticed, like, I don't know if you ever listened to like, Atomic Habits have, or read yeah. that book. But yeah, like finding like small little habits, like habit stacking, these types of things. The gym for me was one of those things that was like, I know that I could put that in place. And that made it huge difference in the rest of my habits throughout the morning. So that's like the first thing that I find I need to get into my flow state. And some people prefer working out later. Some people have different forms of exercise. That's okay too. It's just that is personally what works for me. Like to get my body moving first thing in the morning is gets me in my flow state. I feel like the endorphins are pumping, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm ready for the day. That's a big one. And then I'm also a musician. I'm a singer songwriter. And a lot of times I am writing for myself, but also writing for other people like producers who hire me to sing on their tracks or whatever. Yeah, that requires a lot of creativity. So honestly, (laughs) what you're looking at is part of my flow state. I spend a lot of time in my room, it's my office. And I realized I was like, I, I want something that kind of creates an energy for me creates a vibe for me. So I just spent a lot of time like investing in creating a space that I felt was like, Oh, yeah, this is dope. So yeah, when I'm writing when I have to come up with content or when i have to come up with you know words or lyrics or you know concept melody i like to put my room like this like i can i do the lights i like make things everything vibey i've got a light back here that says like believe in yourself it's like an Mm. led light and um that just kind of gets me in my zone i'm like yeah let's let's do this i've got like my notebook over here like with like my goals written down And a lot of times I'll turn on my incense or not, sorry, my diffuser, my essential oils diffuser. So I've got like essential oils going. I put on my lo-fi music on my speakers behind me. Like (laughs) I like to create an environment that really moves me towards creativity. That's definitely one of them. But yeah, I I feel that too. But like, it's an interesting balance between like structure and flow and like trying not to force things because when things come, like you can tell when something's forced, you know what I mean? It's like if I'm creating content because I feel like I have to like it's not. It doesn't feel as organic. It doesn't feel as authentic as when it just like flows naturally. So yeah, those are the ways that I am trying to create flow so that things feel authentic and organic and like really genuinely mm. from my heart.
0: Yeah, the environment has a bit a part, right? Like I, I definitely align with you with everything you shared there around the environment because I actually notice as a one thing that I see a lot of people miss the opportunity to leverage or utilize their environment and I can't remember where I read this somewhere but it was something I'm kind of into feng shui I was into feng shui for a while whereas like how do you the Chinese art of like measuring or organizing your environment to optimize for creative luck energy and I think it was Marie Diamond I think Mm -hmm. she's the one who's your feng shui expert on Mind Valley, and she was speaking about how there are three areas of our lives that are influencing our luck energy or creative energy or that it's influencing you know the energy that we bring and one of the areas is your habits you know the things that you do your daily habits the other thing is the health like your health what you put in your body and things like that and the other area is your environment like where you spend your time and she said your environment takes up 33% of this luck energy, which is like a large portion, right? And if you think about it, you could be living the best, like healthy lifestyle, you could have the best habits, reading the right books, doing all the right things. But if you're in this environment that doesn't inspire you, or if it's an environment that's messy and low vibration, you're essentially capping yourself to what you can get access to. Yeah. And I found that so fascinating. And that's when I've moved house a couple of times over the last year. Now I see rent as an investment. And when I pay more for rent, I'm like, okay, this is an investment. Is this investment in my environment going to be worth it? Instead of like, oh, fuck, I gotta pay rent. Oh, man, it's way too expensive to live here, even though it's beautiful. I can't afford this. You gotta think like, okay, what am I gonna get in return for investing in my environment, getting nice plants, getting nice furniture, having nice artwork? That's been a really big. uh, breakthrough for me actually with that and that I'm back to the money mindset thing right that's the you know if you're living in scarcity you're not going to make those investments you don't have the trust in that the people that you hang out with and the people you've been around in LA because obviously the, the people you spend your time with have a big impact on your vibration your energy how have you found the the people in LA and how have you been able to magnetize the right people into your life since you've been out there
1: hmm. That's a great question, because that's been something I've learned a lot since I moved here. It's, again, part of that story that everyone tells you is like, oh, the people in LA are so awful. Like, everyone sucks in LA. Like, people are so selfish and whatever. And it's like, it's so interesting how a lot of times people, like the judgments people make are really just like, it's just a reflection of like their internal judgments, you know, and that was something I I had to realize. And also, again, going back to the story thing, that was a story that I decided for myself. Like when I moved here, I was like, that might be somebody else's story, but that's not my story. Like my story is I'm attracting all the people into my life that I need and that need me. And, you know, I think like setting that intention, like early on when I moved here made a really big difference because I have, like, honestly, like, it's, I look back, like, throughout, like, my life, like, when I lived in Texas, when I lived in Utah, I had a lot of great friends, don't get me wrong, but I also struggled for a long time with like finding people that were really aligned with me and like people that really resonated with me. And that might've been a story, but for whatever reason, maybe because I've set this intention or whatever, like I have not had that experience in LA. I chose very early on that I was going to have beautiful people in my life. I was going to attract them to me. They were going to attract me to them. And somehow that has just happened. (laughs) I have amazing friends here. Like seriously, like such beautiful people that view things the way that i view them and you know that doesn't mean that like people haven't fallen out of my life because they have people that i was friends with maybe 3 years ago i we're not on our in the same place on our journeys anymore and that's okay too relationships people friends like it all changes and i think the other thing that i have learned is like i don't have an expectation of anyone to stick around frankly which sounds like I don't know, that sounds like negative in a way, but I don't mean it that way. It means that like I'm not attached to the outcome. Like I'm not attached to the outcome of this relationship. I'm not attached to the outcome of this friendship. And I truly believe that like the people that are meant to be in my life are gonna come into my life and if they have to leave, they'll leave when it's time as well. So I think for me that's one of the ways I've been able to have really awesome people in my life is I'm not attached to their role in my life. I'm just know that I'm going to have the best people come into my life and they do like even this friend I just had a friend over before this in podcast interview and it's funny because she and I have been friends for like two and a half years but like for whatever reason our journeys are just now starting to align we haven't really been that close we've been like oh yeah we're good friends but like we did not really spend that much time together and now for whatever reason like we really are feeling like drawn to each other and we're becoming like a lot closer friends at this moment in our lives and um I see that happening in my life. People come, people go. And it's like, I'm not attached to it. And that's cool. I think that makes that makes it easier. So I don't know. Have you ever had that experience as well? Like people in front and, yeah, and stuff? Yeah, big time.
0: I lived in Toronto for two years. And when I left Australia and moved out there, it was like a similar kind of experience. It was a blank canvas to see, based on the vibration that I was putting out at that time, what was I going to attract back into my life? And it was the perfect little experiment for me to see to witness because life is just a mirror right life is mirroring back what we're putting out and same goes with the people like you look at the people that you're hanging out with they're a mirror of you there's something that attracted them into your life and I got to see that in Toronto where I had all these just amazing people show up and I was like man I must be doing something right because I'm like so blessed by the friends and the people and the connections that I have that I'm like wow this is something I've always been blessed by this people in my life, and when I came back to Perth after my Toronto trip, the same thing happened. I now have like this amazing group of friends out here that definitely makes it the hardest when moving. And I'm sure you can relate to that when traveling and moving. You saying goodbye to to friends, but there's always this like trust element back there to know that wherever you go, there's you're going to attract exactly who you need to support you, and. I feel that's been the hardest part right now is like being grounded and stuck in Perth in Western Australia for as long as that we have been, but it's allowed connections to deepen here. Just something that you said there before that I really liked, which was like not you're detached, being detached from your friends and not saying, oh, you need to be in my life or "I need you need to be my friend or you're not projecting any needs onto, you're not projecting your needs onto other people. And I feel that like that's a really important thing in relationships especially romantic relationships as well, because the minute you become like a needy person or you need someone in your life to fulfill a need, that repels, that energy repels or pushes people away. So yeah, great, great suggestion, great advice there. Hey, before we uh, start to wind this down, Kelsey, I'm I'm curious to know, what are some things that you're really focusing on right now? Like how big are you thinking in terms of what you want to create and the impact that you want to have on the world and What's kind of your main intention for this year? Yeah, like what are you trying to create this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to create a lot of things at the very right moment. I want to make a big impact with my brand and I, I want to help a lot of girls. I'm in the process of developing an online course to help teenage girls navigate different areas of their life, physical issues like physical body, you know, things, mental health, emotional health. Like I'm developing a course to help address all of these different things to help the girls navigate some of these areas. So that's probably my biggest project right now and the biggest goal I have for this year is to get that launched and to really be able to serve like in the best way possible with that. Yeah, I want to help and I have like big visions for this brand for that course. I want to be doing events, I want to be doing live events like around the country but especially around the world. Like I love to travel, that's one of my biggest passions, so to be able to like meld the two would be really really awesome. I have big goals with my music and I feel like everything I do is about like connection, whether it's like acting or whether it's making videos or whether it's making music, it's about connecting and like serving people and hopefully inspiring them in some way or another. So that's kind of the main thing I'm focusing on. Those are like the three pillars of my Mm -hmm. life (laughs) is like my online brand, my acting career and my music career and, um, finding ways to, you know, connect the three and, uh, really amplify my brand in that way. So yeah, the course is the biggest focus, but that's all like the why behind yes. it all. Yes. So what about you?
0: Again, everything you've been sharing, I feel such a, a connection and sense of alignment with this path that you're walking. I feel that as well. I feel uh, that this is the year to be able to travel again, to connect on a larger scale with more people. This is one of my, my main focuses with the, the things that I'm creating is like, how can I increase my impact? And I truly believe like if you come in with a, an intention of how can I serve and how can I impact on a greater level, the support materializes really. And I've also realized that the only way you can impact on a big scale is if you are so connected and tapped into the infinite part of who you are, you know, the infinite being that you are. If you stay connected to that place, then you have an infinite reservoir of energy, love to give to the world. And I'm no expert at staying connected to that, but I'm getting better at it. But I'm very acutely aware of the times when I'm not connected to it. When fear comes into my mind or I get triggered or I'm forcing something, it cuts the flow and then I'm not of service. For me, the focus this year is stay connected to that part of me that is fully infinite and expansive and expressive and then just keep showing up more powerfully, more consistently for my community, for my family, for my friends and try to fucking love the process. Try to like have so much fun in the process of creating whatever it is that we're meant to create because I feel that's what's the point. You know, if you don't have fun, like, what's the point in it? So, yeah, I feel I would love to get out and get back to LA. I fucking love that part of the world. I really feel a yearning to be out listening as well, uh, uh, feeling that for those in Australia too. We've been kind of grounded for a little while now, but this is the year. Yeah, I feel feel good about this year. And uh, this conversation has been really nourishing. And I really want to thank you for just opening up and sharing your perspective and your insights and your truth yeah, it's so valuable to hear from creator and another powerful woman making big waves in the world. So I sense this isn't the end of our collaboration or our connection.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been really great for me too. I, I love like hearing your perspectives and I think it's it's cool. We have very similarly aligned visions. I feel the same about good energy. Like I know we talked about that before, just there's good energy this year um, and big changes are, are coming and that's really, really exciting. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for this conversation. Thanks for, for having me. A yeah. It's time. a pleasure.
0: It's a pleasure. I, I feel just to leave on this note as well, back to what we said about pain being the kind of indicator for growth or the marker for growth there's a lot of people that went through a lot of pain in the last couple of years I really feel that we could all see that and I sense that there is rapid shifts happening in the world because of that so when the, when we see collective pain, it's sometimes hard to acknowledge that this is actually what we need. So the pain has been the perfect uh, springboard for, yeah, this next, this next evolution, right? New leaders, new leaders stepping up and influencing the world. So you're a part of that. I'm a part of that. Everyone listening to this is a part of that. So yeah, we're in it together.
1: That's right. The pain is the journey. That's like a hard, a hard truth to own, but it really is. Sometimes we think we view pain as like the inhibitor or like the block, you know, but it's like, no, like the pain is the way, the pain is the path. Overcoming that pain is like what you said, part of what inspires us to like a greater, greater future and a greater journey. So that's, that's really exciting. We're all moving through this pain and great things are going to come from it. So
0: yeah. Well, thanks again, Kelsey. Really appreciate you being on here and uh, yeah, we'll talk soon.
1: Thank you. Talk to you later.
0: Hey, there we have it guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And yeah, look, if you made it this far, cool. Here's my voice again in your ear, and I'm going to make one more request for you is go ahead and subscribe and leave a comment on the podcast page because I'm really putting a lot of focus and attention on getting this podcast out to more people because I know what I'm putting in here can serve and value uh, and bring value to people and it would mean a lot if you got value from this to leave some feedback and, and subscribe so you stay up to date with what's coming up and as always follow him on instagram and i love hearing from you it's at state shifters and uh, until the next episode guys thank you so much and i appreciate you